Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So, I have some news. Okay. I received a version of hate mail. (laughs) I mean, there's always a hater in the crowd. Right? So, my dad... He's 70. Your dad's the hater? Oh, it's funny. My dad's 70 something. And so he's like, what is this thing that you do? Like a podcast or something? How do I watch that? I was like, well, dad, it's kind of like a little radio show. I'm trying to relate to him, right? Right. Uh, And you could just listen to it. And I've given him the link. We've been doing this for three years. Yeah. A lot, right? (laughs) Anywho. So apparently, I don't know, a week ago or something, he went to go listen to it. And it was, he popped in the one that we were talking about, Zumba. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. anyways. Trying new things, try- putting ourselves out there in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, he didn't get that far. Oh. So what he got, <laughs> so he calls me the next day, goes, hey, this is the whole conversation. Hey, I listened to that thing you do. I was like, the podcast? He's like, yeah. And you were in a class or something and you were like in the back dancing in the corner. And I was like, uh, hmm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, probably Zumba. He says, well, I didn't, I got tired of listening to that. He said, first of all, it took me five minutes to figure out how to get to it. And then I didn't even care about Zumba, so I just turned it off. Was that the point, the whole point about Z- that class? And I was like, dad, not, did you? And then I just was <laughs> oh like, okay, dad, well, thanks for calling. Is this where we say, bless his heart? Yes, that's where we say bless his heart. But you know what? It really kind of ticked me off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it really started to get to me. And then I just had to laugh and go, thanks, Dad, for telling me that you are not my target audience. Right. Never once have I sat down and said, boy, I hope some seven-year-old man's listening to this. I'm going to give him a little bit of truth. That is so true. I love how you flip that around. I mean, like, seriously, Dad? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Love you. Biggest fan. Well. Hearts and emojis. Even though it's from heaven now, our my dad would be, is our biggest fan. Big enough for both of them. Thank you. Because so. my dad couldn't even, st- I mean, anyway, I digress. Well, you know, <laughs> that leads to a good topic. Truth. So, the truth, they say, will set you free. Uh-huh. But if we're being honest, sometimes it First, just really ticks you off. Yeah. And we may be using the word tick you off. But we really want to say the other one. Yeah. But we won't because some of y'all get all fussy about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I was thinking about this. It is so hard. We love truth, right? That's what we say. And we want to speak the truth in love. That's what, you know, that's Uh, our Christianese. Right. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Mm, Yeah. But let's be honest with ourselves. When someone tells us the truth about something, we can really get angry. And I think there's a few good things to consider um, as to why we do. But one being the truth is a lot less comforting than lies sometimes. Right. I mean, we hate to admit that. Right. But most people are more concerned about feeling good and just staying the course and putting their blinders on and what you, what you don't know won't hurt you. That's the mentality. That's what they thought when they had their headphones on walking on the train tracks. Oh, oh, (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that, that was like a whole nother image thing. <laughs> Woo. Um, Sorry. Right. And, you know, I had someone recently say that to me, like, well, what you don't know won't hurt you. Oh. And I was like, ooh, until it does, because you can only ignore it for so long. It's like if some, all right, say you're in high school and your your high school boyfriend cheats on you. Uh-huh. Is it better just to keep on not knowing that and just pretending and be that person you know, everybody else knows, but you don't. Oh. And there's health ramifications, maybe, oh. without getting too graphic. I mean, whatever. And then you've got your inner relationship where there's betrayal and distrust, or you don't even know, I guess. Or is it better to know the truth? Yeah, because then when the truth comes out, because it always will come out mm-hmm. if you're alive, if you're actually like engaging in life, the truth will smack you in the face at one point. Yeah. And then you, I'm just going back to your scenario. Then you go back and you look at all the people that knew and didn't tell you, and you're kind of ticked off at them. Yeah. Like, why didn't you tell me? Right. And then you're kind of, you you might even go back to the fact where it's like, well, I just wish I didn't know. But really, is that true? Like, is that healthy? And if you feel that way, then, you know, that might need deeper, go back to self-compassion and digging in with the Lord. But you may have wished it didn't happen. Right. right. But you can't wish that you didn't know. Anyway, it is, truth is a lot less comforting than lies sometimes. And we believe certain things. The mind works in crazy ways and will almost trick us, you know, to cover us up and repress things. I mean, that's what the brain does. Yeah, to protect you. To protect you. And then eventually some things bubble up to the surface over years or time or with therapy or whatever. But sometimes the lies are way more comforting. The stories we tell ourselves over truth. I think that's probably the case all the time. Hmm. I think our version of reality is comfortable, which is why we've made it. (laughs) Right? And so anything Uh outside of that reality, that's not what I want to know. That's not what I want to hear. That is actually my answer sometimes to people. They're like, well, how are you doing? I'm like, I think I'm fine. If you know otherwise, please don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're this podcast is for you is what I hear you say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so sometimes the truth uh, ticks you off because it's less comforting than lies. Yeah. And sometimes the problem is that truth makes us angry because it forces us to question the narrative or the story that we have believed for a lifetime, like we were just saying. Like we've believed a certain thing about a certain person or, uh, and their character or about a certain situation. Um, but when you get the truth, you're angry about it. Right. But do you think that you somehow knew and you just stepped under the rug? I think sometimes you do know. Yeah. And you covered up with the lies like the first one, right? But then there are other times... Where we get the truth and we were clueless about it, but someone speaks truth. But if we're being honest, anger is a part of the grief journey, oh, right? It's yeah. the cycle of grief. Yeah. And when something is shattered or broken, and it could be the image of someone, you know, truth does that. It can bring grief. Yeah. Because something's changing. Any sort of transition, um, in our lives brings grief of some some sort. 
And anger is usually a part of that journey. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm not going to speak to on a personal level like that, like where, you know, it's personally, but I'm thinking about people that may have believed something that they read on the internet. I know y'all don't shake your heads at me. They may have believed there was enough verbiage around this to make them believe and they didn't do the research on their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That even comes with the word of God. That's why it's so important for you to spend time with God because you need to know for yourself who he is. So when people start throwing darts, you're still standing. That's right. That foundation. Yes. So that when the wind starts blowing and the storms come in and the tides roll up, that's right. You are hooked. You're anchored to that foundation because it will come. Yes. And yep. people people always disappoint. Governments disappoint. Situations are not always as we would have them because every single person on this planet is a flawed, broken person. With their own agenda that they don't even know they have. Right. Hopefully, most of them trying to do the right thing. Some of them not so much. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's always going to be brokenness. Yeah. And you get to decide, like we said in the last podcast, what you do with that when you discover it. That's right. You can uh, go back to the lies. Right. (laughs) Throw the blanket on it, put a fresh coat of paint on it, and hope the mold doesn't keep you know, working its way up through the surface of each layer of paint you put on. Well, sometimes that's easier because if you find a truth and all your people Mm -hmm. are still hanging in the other camp, Mm -hmm. you get to choose. I'll tell you though, I I hear what you're saying, but I would say that keep keeping on the, keeping up the facade, continuing to put layer after layer of paint on mold that keeps poking through like it feels easier at the time but once you just take all the just take all the layers of paint off kill the mold and put one fresh coat of paint back on it and never have to replace it again it's really worth the work i would agree i just think some people choose not to and i say Mm -hmm. this because some people say, like you said, that you know the truth. The truth will set you free. It's going to set you free a lot of times, but in a new trajectory. You're going in a different direction now because I remember a hard conversation I had not so long ago, and the people I was having the conversation with, I was like, "Once you know this, you can never take it back. Mm. You then know it forever. That's right. And Oof. you can't undo that knowledge. And so I think some people hear that warning and go, "I don't want to know. I just want to live in this." comfortable life that I have and honestly I heard years ago a statement that I I do believe that we should always tell the truth but not all truth needs to be spoken oh tell me about that I mean the thing is that there are some I and I think it's to certain people right correct um but the things within maybe your marriage Uh per se we'll just use that as an example what So you and your spouse should always be truthful with one another. You know, it goes both ways. But not all truth needs to be spoken if it's harmful and there's not a purpose to it. Um, And I mean, like, you look really ugly in those pants today. Like, okay, that might be true. But do you need to say that? Wait, (laughs) isn't there like this, is it true? Is it kind? Is it? useful there's like this oh i like that i don't remember what it is it's a quote 
But also, people will get caught up in thinking, well, I just need to tell the truth. But, like, your kids don't need to know the truth about everything in your marriage that you and your... Yes. You know, like, that's boundaries, people. Like, yes, you should always tell your kids the truth, but some things don't need to be spoken to them. Right. But then sometimes you guys, like, feed your kids lies and they end up on American Idol as one of those jokes. Oh, gosh. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That always breaks my heart. I know. (laughs) It's like somebody told them their whole life that, and you know what? Maybe they were tone deaf, the parent (laughs) or the whoever encouraged them. Maybe that's why. But, well, the third thing, (laughs) the third thing about truth and (laughs) how it can set you free, but it can sometimes make you mad is truth forces action. Think about that for a minute. I mean, you can, it's action. Uh, you can ignore it. That's an action. I was getting ready to say, it's not always a positive action. That's right. Yeah. You can ignore it. And that requires hard work to manage and, um, you know, to ignore, like we were just saying with the paint analogy. But it also, anger forces us into some sort of reaction and it is with the holy spirit and the lord that we can channel that into the appropriate action right like think about the regular ones you've got like fight flight freeze mirroring judging um you know we want all those to become things ways that we deal with it from the past like we just want to keep passing on move past that right right and, and come up with a healthier way to yes. deal with it. Yeah. So what do you suggest? Well, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the answer today, friends. <laughs> um, it takes time and practice. Honestly, I think for me, it's a breath prayer every now and then. Like when I'm faced with a situation with some truth and I am just, I mean, let's just, it can really hurt your feelings And it can expose a nakedness, like a vulnerability and an insecurity in us. That's what truth does. Like even, for example, this is so small. But when I cook dinner, I didn't even make up the dang recipe. But like (laughs) I pick a recipe and I go to the grocery store and I cook it and whatever. And I'm like, what do y'all think? And the boys are like, well, like it's good, but I I don't think we ever need to cook it again. Oh, yeah, like it's not a it's not a keeper is what we'll say. Okay. And I I may even agree with them. Right, but they said it out loud and that was hard work. <laughs> but I like take offense to it. And I'm like, "Well." And they were like, "Well, you know, it it's not your fault. Like, yeah. It's just a recipe and we appreciate you trying it." Right. But it's like, "Why am I responding that way?" Right. Oh, why are you because your identity was in being a good cook and that the I mean, maybe. That's a whole nother podcast, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It could just be like, I might be angry because it's like, well, dang, next time you cook. But why am I feeling like that? But also, it could have just been a day. Yes. I could. My patients are worn thin. But if Maybe I... it was daylight savings and you didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> and so you were like, listen, you're going to eat all the leftovers if I have to mush them up and make them in a smoothie right <laughs> oh that's the anger one we're not doing dang it <laughs> oh dang it oh I, i'm out i'm out for the healthy version <laughs> well again like we talked about last week i think 
with practice, we can make space for this anger and place it before the Lord. Like if we're in the quicksand, it's really hard to see. But if we're in that wide open field where we're showing some compassion, we're with the Lord, we can, we just have space to breathe and we've, we are practicing, okay, Lord, why am I responding this way? How do I tune into the spirit and have more joy, have more peace, have more happiness? How do I respond to this truth? And why am I responding in the opposite way? Then really anger can turn into a source of creativity. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like I And productivity. I do when I get angry. Most of the time I go, all right, pause. Why am I so mad? What's really going on here? And you know what, guys? I have like this huge bucket to choose from. I have so many reasons <laughs> because I have so much baggage. <laughs> oh, what label am I going to give this one? <laughs> I mean, we all do, I think. Yeah. Our baggage looks different. It may have different time stamps, right? May have different passport stamps, different country stamps, and it may look, but we all do have this baggage. And You know, we can take this, we can see anger as a gift. And if we can switch that mentality that this is a bad negative thing, but it's how we respond to it. So if we can see anger as a gift that forces us into looking to God for our strength, to maybe a source of creativity, to a source of healing, and use it wisely instead of abusing it, or abusing others with our anger. Oh, for real. Yeah. I saw this great quote this week and it said, your journey is not the same as mine and my journey is not yours. But if we meet on a certain path, may we encourage each other. (gasps) Oh, I I love that. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. And when you are considering sharing truth with someone check your heart first. Not only should we go to the Lord um, quickly when we start to feel that anger rise up Uh in us after hearing truth or having to face truth, truth, but we should go to him before we speak it and make sure that our hearts are in the right place, that, that this is beneficial and out of love and not out of an, you know, abuse (laughs) Right. Of maybe our own anger. Are you sharing truth out of your own anger? Right. Because that is not the time to share truth. I kind of feel like this is one of those things. You know how I have my little buyer rule? Yeah. If I really like something, I walk away for 24 hours or a few hours. And then I'm like, is it, do I still like it that much? Is it still that much of a passion for me? Right. Same thing. Yes. Anger. Don't ever act in anger. (laughs) Right. There's a reason it says that in scripture. Go to sleep. And then ask yourself, is it really worth the battle? And sometimes it's more than a day for me. Yes. Like a lot longer than a day. I had to mull something over. Something offended me about my child, one of my children. And my immediate response was, "Ah, I'm not dealing with that. Cut it out. But I was wise enough because I sit with you so much to pause Mm. and go, okay, well, why am I responding this way? Am I using this as an excuse to get away with one of my my typical evasion behaviors, right? Mm. I'm just going to evade that. I'm not going to deal with that because that's uncomfortable for me and I don't like uncomfortable. And I mean, it took me a week and a half 
And I came to the opposite conclusion of what I thought I would come to. I, I didn't burn anybody's house down. <laughs> <laughs> you also, I know your heart and you seek the Lord in those things. You don't just sit there, you know, on your own and think it through, but you are having a conversation and including the Lord in on all your inner workings and your emotions and you're walking with him in the mornings yeah, and communing with him throughout the day when those emotions come up and those feelings. You know, it's kind of like I'm weaving my life with Jesus. Oh, I like that. I know. Like we should talk about how we're going to weave a little bit of scripture <laughs> into other people's lives. That's right. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> I am going to be leading a four-week study starting April the 11th. It's just four weeks. That is not a super huge time commitment. That's right. Um, we are calling it Woven, More Than a Bible Study. And we are going to learn and practice uh, scripture meditation. Yeah. And kind of like when you hear us say, Melissa walks with Jesus, you're like, that's weird, Melissa. Yeah. But after this, you'll understand a little bit. So how did you hear from the Lord? Right. (laughs) Did he audibly speak to you? We have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. We don't give him a lot of um, street cred or airtime. Airtime. Exactly. (laughs) Um, We probably give more street cred than we do (laughs) airtime. But learning to sit with him and to have a conversation with him is what Lexio Divina and this scripture meditation is all about. And it has changed my life as I've been practicing over the past three years. So we hope that, that you'll join us. So just send us a message on social media yeah. if you want to join the class and you can read more about it on our website, centerinthesaint.com. All right. Hey, thanks for hanging with us in this really interesting topic. Yeah. You never know. Hey, just pause this week before you share truth and before you react to it. That's the key. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint.